Hey everyone, welcome back to Dog Backwards Podcast. We have a very interesting, and one I was wondering whether or not I was going to make this one because there's such a stigma around this subject within the Christian church that it can be pretty dicey and negative for some people to have this conversation. But because we want to look at God from every angle, there is no subject that is off limits. What I wanted to do is bring in a doctor, a practicing physician, who also uh, prescribes medical medical marijuana or cannabis, whatever you want to call it, to patients. And so we get a good viewpoint from both a Christian and a medical perspective on the use of, we'll talk about medical marijuana, and then we can also talk about recreational marijuana a little bit and see if there's a difference between the two. But uh, Dr. Smith, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate being here. So how long were you uh, strictly just a practicing physician who would never even contemplate prescribing medical marijuana to somebody? Um, Approximately 17 years. And you're exactly right. I would have never thought about prescribing that um, before. What what kind of... Why is it that you would never consider prescribing it? Was there just no information? Well, in, in medical school, they mainly teach, you know, it's the schedule that it is and basically all the medicines in that serve no purpose of helping. So, um, they just said it's in that class and never said another thing about it. So it's still federally considered a schedule one drug up there with Mm -hmm. heroin, cocaine and drugs that if you try once it can kill you. Yes. Um, can somebody overdose from marijuana? No. No. I, any of the overdoses is usually polypharmacy with multiple other medications in the system. So it, if it's combined with other stuff, yes. it can have... Yes. Okay. Um, but by itself, no. Well, I was really surprised when Oklahoma made medical cannabis available. In fact, we have dispensaries in almost every town now. And you can drive down certain roads and see three or four of them within a mile of each other. One of the reasons that surprised me so much is because Oklahoma is usually really, really slow in anything like this. We were the last state to legalize tattooing. So not until 2006 Mm -hmm. was it legal to get a tattoo here. And then the six-point beer. Yeah, we just just got six-point. And so especially... Part of that happens because we are the Bible Belt. We are very conservative. Yeah. And when I was a youth pastor, people would come and ask me, students would say, hey, how do you feel about marijuana? And they seemed to be fairly educated on the subject and knew that I'd had prior experiences with it. I had mm-hmm. taken it when I was younger. I, I knew what it does to you. And I said, I had the easy answer. I was like, well, it's illegal. Yeah. So Bible says to obey the laws of the land. Well, now, according to the state of Oklahoma, it is no longer a criminal uh, thing to have possession of or to go by. And so that's changed. And now Christians are having to ask the question, is, is there something wrong with Christians using this for medical purposes? And are there, um, is it really radically different than if somebody was to take maybe a pain pill or yes. ibuprofen for a, for a headache? Yes, yeah, it, it's way different. It's it's way safer. Um, and how I actually got into this, 
um, it was during a move, and a friend asked me if I would like to go do some exams doing this. And at first, I was I was pretty pretty much well set against it, um, not knowing anything about it. But we went out to Weatherford, and in Weatherford, people um, had already been going across the state line to Colorado and picking up their medical marijuana there, or actually recreational marijuana, but they had taken it upon themselves to work off the medicines themselves. So it's it's really been a patient-driven um, thing, uh, but, it, but it blows me away. And to see just patient after patient being able to get off medications, it, it I was in shock. What kind of medications are they getting off of? Uh, um, fentanyl, Duragesic, Norco, Lortab, Percocet, Oxycontin, Oxycodone, um, um, Xanax, Ambien, you know, your sleepers, your medicines for anxiety, um, Prozac. I mean, there's numerous things. There's, there's a big shift right now. Yeah, huge. O- Oklahoma is suing... Mm-hmm. Johnson and Johnson mm-hmm. for opioids. Yes, because the doctors are saying you push this on us. Yeah. You didn't tell us that hey, it's going to kill a lot of people. Yeah. Did that have any motivation? I mean, because you prescribed. Yeah, no, for no. seventeen I, for seventeen years, and have had my fair share of opiate um, prescriptions written. Um, and no, and when the drug reps would come in, you never heard about you know the bad side of things. Um, they just concentrated on the good side of things um but it, it's it, yeah it, it blows me away here we're having a huge um opioid crisis and everyone's scratching their head saying what do we do what do we do and the answer is right in front of them um it, it's just getting that knowledge out um you know the when the government produced what was that came out in the 50s or 60s um made everyone think that reefer madness yes yes the movie reefer madness yeah um which is a comedy now <laughs> which is yeah um but that I mean, that's how things that's how we were taught that's how we were brought up so you went from this big shift though of i mean you're medically trained you're well educated you were prescribing something and then the realization of how damaging it was yeah how hard was it for you to say okay well this might be damaging but then to jump all the way over here and begin prescribing medical it, marijuana, that had to be a big shift in your it, mind. It wasn't as big as I thought because after you know writing the recommendations, the sense of, hey, I'm actually helping people again, um, it came back to me. And, it, and, that's, and it's been a while. What I tell patients is, I hated to say it, but whenever they would come in to see me in the office, if they didn't leave with a new medicine, I didn't feel like I was doing my job. Right. And all we were creating is polypharmacy. So. Yeah. I, and then they, if they're taking this, that might cause them to be constipated or right. not sleep. So then you got to prescribe yeah. something for the sleep. And now they've got seven medications. And, and in fact, they created a new class of medicines for um, narcotic-induced constipation. And I've made millions off of it basically treating the side effect of one medicine with yeah. another. Now, I write for Word Slingers, which is a part of the Baptist General Convention. Mm-hmm. And when Oklahoma was legalizing it, the Baptist General Convention spoke out very strongly against it. Mm-hmm. 
I wrote articles trying to be middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Now, they're free to publish whatever they want. I appreciate them giving me the platform. I understand some of my viewpoints might not line up, and they're welcome not to publish those. But That's why I have a podcast. I yeah. can publish whatever I want. And I was in favor of legalizing it just maybe not even so much for the medical purposes, which I wasn't quite as aware of as I might be today, but just because I knew so many people who had a joint that would serve a year or two in jail. Oh, yeah. For what in other states people are using as medicine. you know. But you can carry around prescription drugs that fall out of your purse and kill somebody. Yep. But if you got pulled over and you had anything on you, it was it was oh, you're, you're going to go to jail. Time. You're going to go to jail. Yeah, I've actually seen several of the patients we've seen. I had one guy who had he'd been in for five years for basically a joint, um, and he, he he still was very angry about the time. And you just can't get that time back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's horrible what we've done. It really is. This should have been done decades ago. One of when you have somebody that comes and they're they're looking to see if this helps mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. What are some of the more common ailments that you think this treats? Um, it, it definitely helps out with with pain, arthritis, anxiety, depression, insomnia, um, and usually I will have them write down the medicines they're taking to see if there's any that. You know, this could help out with eventually one day get them off that medicine. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's numerous. Even diabetes, um, I, you know, learning about that. So, and who would have thought that cannabis could ever help out with diabetes? So, cannabis can help out? Yeah, it can actually helps. The more THCV that is in um, the strain, the more that'll help kind of regulate your sugar. Now, not everybody that listens to this, um, I mean, I used to um, subscribe to High Times Magazine. Yeah. I was a big Cheech and Chong fan. <laughs> I, that was all an older me that never had any kind of medical reasons for marijuana. It was purely to uh, to get high. Mm-hmm. And I saw very negative side effects from yeah. that short-term memory course. They say that if you're under a certain age, as your frontal uh, lobe is still developing, you should stay away from marijuana completely. Yeah. For, for young people, yeah. it can be very destructive to their cognitive mm-hmm. ability. Uh, I would hate to think of how smart I might have been. Yeah. <laughs> or if I could just remember <laughs> the things I had read you know, a year ago, but my long-term memory isn't that great. Um, and so we say, yeah, there are some benefits, but have any of those benefits been proven scientifically yet? Yeah, the... The big thing that modern medicine is looking for is evidence-based medicine. And basically, they want to see trials of 10,000 people. And that's just not been done because currently, you know, federally, cannabis is not legal. You can't get federal funding to do these tests. And these federal funding is almost required. So, yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, kind of interesting, you know, everything kind of started out in Israel um, with the, the first when they isolated THC, it was it was done in Israel. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. So one of the founding fathers of THC is from Israel is kind of ironic. Now, not everybody will know what THC is, and we talked about THCV. So we might catch them up. If you've driven around town, you see CBD, uh, tetrahydro. I can't say. Can you say it? Because I don't. I don't. <laughs> 
THC is a short word for a long word. And basically, we have endocannabinoid receptors in our body, from our brains to our muscles, everywhere. Um, so to actually have a receptor that something else works on is pretty darn interesting. But um, CBD first came out because it doesn't give you the euphoria or the um, mental effect of being high. And a lot of people did have a lot of good success with CBD. I mean, older people who never thought, you know, it would help out with anything tried it, and sure enough, it's helped out. But, but it, it's kind of like yin and yang. I mean, you, you need, in order, you know, the, the, the CBD won't bind to all the endocannabinoid receptors. And it, we're kind of really finding out it's, it's all the cannabinoids within the plant that kind of work synergistically. You know, they work a lot better together than they do apart. You can find CBD at gas stations yeah. or at Target nowadays, yeah. right? Well, you yeah. know, I was at Whole Foods and they had CBD stuff there. Now, I had a doctor who has tried to prescribe, um, encouraged me to take anxiety medicine yeah. f for years. Yeah. I, I've never, A, I've felt like I was able to work through it. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't want to take something every day in case mm -hmm. I had a bad day. I'm just not a fan of putting foreign substances in my body all the time. Mm -hmm. And I found CBD to be very helpful, yeah. but not as helpful as people said it was. Yeah. So I, I knew people who were on several anxiety medications, and CBD did enough that they got off most of them. Yeah. And from what I understand, they say that CBD with some THC oh, yeah. makes a big difference. Yeah, that's where what's kind of neat is in the dispensaries, you know, now they have things kind of broken down for you, you know, the amount of THC compared to the amount of CBD um, in there. And, of course, CBD is the main one that helps out with seizures as well. Yes, then that's been well documented. We yeah. know that mm -hmm. people who have kids that constantly, I mean, some of these kids have 20 seizures a day, and if you just give them a little bit of cannabis, their seizures stop altogether. And we've, we, we did help or held a, a, a kid's drive. And at first I was very nervous about that because I expected to see Beavis and Butthead, you know, 18, 19 or 17 year olds walking in wanting their card. But we, we saw more rare genetic disorders, um, just you know seizures and kids uh, one girl was banging her head up against the, the wall the entire time i was talking to her parents um just some horrible things so i kind of felt guilty about feeling that way um but know that it did help out with some kids yeah so there, there's kids where it really gives oh, yeah. them back their life yeah yeah now the danger with any new thing is that then it gets oversold. So all yeah. of a sudden it becomes the miracle plant that cures everything. Yeah. And uh, as my dad has recently been diagnosed with cancer, they say, oh, this cures cancer too. Now, where do you think we might go too far in saying what this is good well, for? Well, and, and we don't, as far as medically speaking, um, I mean, we still don't have the evidence to, to make those type of statements. We, we have a lot of, evidence is by you know people saying they you know were treated and used this and that and it helped out with their cancer but we're definitely not at a point where we can say it it, it cures um but I, I know if i had it i would be using some do you think that it should 
stay in the medical realm or should it be opened up into recreational? I definitely think until we get the studies, I just don't feel comfortable with it going recreational yet. Um, we still, I mean, it's an exciting time and we may be able enough to put enough force on the federal government where we can do some of these studies you know, just for further proof, but this finding out new things every day that it's helped out with has blown my mind. So there might not be the peer reviewed research papers that you would like to see on this subject, mm-hmm. but you're saying just from the people that you have personally seen oh, it help. Yeah, I, I, I know it does. What's the average age of somebody that comes to you for help on this? So usually they're over 60. Is the average age of who we're seeing, yeah. which you know, blew my mind as well. That's that, and that's what I've heard from everybody. Yeah, they say if you go to dispensary, you're bound to run into your grandma. Yeah, yeah. And does now if you take several opioids for pain, arthritis, that has some pretty negative effects on your body. Long oh yeah, term. it definitely affects your liver, um, affects your mind, affects several things. Um, your gut causing constipation. Uh, but even Advil can affect your kidneys. You know, and if you you know not drinking enough water or taking ibuprofen, it can end up shutting your kidneys down. Um, so I mean, it, it's with all these medicines, even if they're over the counter, they're not without side effects. I took ibuprofen for back pain for a long time. In fact, you treated me for a stomach ulcer. Yes, I know. Because I was, I couldn't figure out why there was a burning hole in my stomach, and I was taking ibuprofen on an empty stomach. Yeah, and it just eats away at your stomach lining. And so I, after that, I just, I don't think I've taken an ibuprofen since then. Because I'm like, if that burns a hole in my stomach, yeah, I don't need the headache to go away that fast. It'll go away eventually. Are there, are there negative? So we know that there can be negative side effects from just regular behind the counter and over the counter drugs. Are there negative side effects of marijuana on a person's body? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you, you just need to be aware, you know, that it, it can affect your mind and you can get some dizziness. Um, I mean, you're not going to be able to go out and fly an airplane after consuming. But, but what's been neat is seeing not only do they have the flour, which is smoked, but they've got vape cartridges, they've got lotions got salves, um, bath bombs, and of course the edibles, um, which in taking or doing an edible, or if you were to use a tincture or concentrate by mouth, it'll hit all the receptors throughout the body, whereas just by smoking just affects the brain. So I always, always recommend doing you know, something oral. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, the best way of doing it. Because I think maybe part of the stigma that we have attached to it is we yeah. know smoking is bad for you. Yes then smoking pot can't be good for you because you're still smoking. Yeah, Yeah, and there's still, I mean, that's going to carry long risks. That's why, you know, patients that come in with bad COPD, I recommend a different route of administration. Um, But they're coming out with, I mean, I've heard they're coming out with some suppositories and even some vaginal suppositories for women who have, you know, horrible, painful monthly cycles. Oh, really? Wow. That's blowing my mind. Yeah. I'd heard of the suppositories for people who had cancer, mm-hmm. and so so somebody could use this and not have to smoke. That's correct. Because um, if I would never want my kids to see me smoking yeah. or vaping anything, oh, right? I, I just I don't want them to have that influence. Yeah. Um, 
And there is, it, it varies so much in what you can get because the amount of THC that is in whatever you're taking is going to have a big difference in how you experience this. Yes, yes. So for the most part, do you think something that's very low in THC is what yeah, 99% of the people need? Oh, absolutely. I um, mean, I always like, you know, starting out with two and a half uh, milligrams, maybe maybe even a five, but keep it low. And if you can get your CBD higher, I, I love that. That combination seems to do better than anything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as far as addiction, yes, there is a chance of addiction to cannabis, but it's 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 at 7%. Um, is there something comparable? Like, can people get addicted yeah. to well, like ibuprofen? Like alcohol, yeah. like alcohol, things like yeah. that is significantly higher. Yeah. And and an addiction to alcohol will kill you. It, yes, right, it will. Eventually. And abruptly stopping the addiction from alcohol can kill you too yeah. as well. But I, I've never heard, and I was I, in these circles for a long time, and I'm and just full disclosure, yeah. there would be day-long... Yeah. parties, gotcha. sessions, where gotcha. it was just constant consumption mm-hmm. of mass quantities. Mm-hmm. And you wait the next day and you feel totally normal. There wasn't, um, no one was ever at risk. No one ever went to the hospital. Yeah. And any other drug I know of, that's that's a real serious risk. Yeah. So do you think that marijuana is safer than alcohol? Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, looking at the, and what it can do to the body, it, it's, I mean, alcohol of course affects your liver and everything else your brain um but this 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 doesn't this doesn't cause cirrhosis um you know the only thing like i said with the smoking there is it's not helping the lungs um but uh, but it's way safer than alcohol is smoking cannabis less dangerous than smoking cigarettes yes yeah so it seems like we might agree on this, but both of us being believers uh-huh. in Jesus, we recognize that the church most likely will have a very difficult time with this kind of information. Do you think that just stems from the war on drugs that painted this as the very name marijuana is the Hispanic term for cannabis, which is yep. the medical term? And that term was coined as a way to frighten people mm-hmm. of the this uh, the Mexican weed. It was called. Yeah. Like, Watch out! You might turn it. It was it was almost racist um, yeah. in the way it was originally labeled. Like you might become like one of these Hispanics if you smoke the devil's grass. Yep. Um, how can we? I I, I don't want to be. I'm not somebody who is um, decriminalize everything. Yeah. Let people just make no. their own decisions. Mm-mm. But I say, if this is a medicine that does not have the negative side effects of the things that we've created in a lab, if this is, I mean, it's literally created by God. Mm -hmm. Not everything that's created by God should be put in a pipe and smoked, right? Tobacco leaves are created by God. Doesn't mean you should smoke it. Um, But it does seem to be a safer alternative to deal with certain things that we deal with on a regular basis. yeah, no, I agree. Police, you hear the sirens. The police heard we were having this conversation. Yeah. How can we begin to shift the thinking within the church? Um, I, it's 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 going to be slow, um, but education, um, and even if you know someone has 
or pain or arthritis, even if they were to try just the CBD, which does not cause the euphoria, um, I think they'd be pretty surprised. Yeah. I think everybody would be surprised to find out how many people in their church are already taking it. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a, you know, I used to uh, live in Bristow, and when the dispensary opened, uh, a friend of mine called, and he says, uh, you'd be amazed how many of your former church parishioners are in line, mm-hmm. and most of them are senior adults. Yeah. And that seems to be who it's helping the yeah. most, the senior adults who take 10, 13 medications to get out of bed can decrease, if not stop altogether, on, on a large number of those. Oh, yeah. Um, I, in fact, I saw a woman the other day. She was able to get off of 15 different medicines. Wow. And, and, and you know you know that's prolonged her life. I mean, you yeah. know she's going to live longer being able to right. get off those. Yeah. And not have the side effects of yeah. what she was taking. Mm-hmm. Is her quality of life... Now, the euphoria, tell me... Now, yes, there's the euphoria. That's, I mean, usually with time that goes away where it's not persistent all the time. Right. Um, but but the, you just brought up something a second ago. Um, seeing the change in people, not only able to get off the medicines, but how their quality of life has improved. And that's one of the first things they'll say to me afterwards. You know, I'm able to do this now, this now, this now. Um, whereas before I couldn't. Or I was so worried about running out of my pain medicine. Yeah. Know, um, now there's there's so many stereotypes. And so yeah. when we talk euphoria, are these people after they take their medicine watching SpongeBob and laughing hysterically for an hour? Uh, no. Um, you, Perhaps the euphoria, a little bit of uplifting of your spirit, a little bit of dizziness. I don't know. I guess it's different for different people. But um, it's not, it's not, that doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change your thought process. It doesn't change your belief system. It's not, it's not making us go out and rape women like Reefer Madness. That right. Show. <laughs> it, it is, it does have psychoactive properties. Yes. yes. But... For the most part, you're not going to hallucinate. No, unless no, no, no. I mean, it, what if you took massive? You know, if you bought edibles that were 600 milligrams the, of THC. The worst thing you would do would be go sit down on the couch and not get up for a couple of hours. Yeah, maybe go to bed. And there are there's different strains. Yeah, yeah, and that's what surprised me is to say it. I never knew that. I always thought weed was weed. But it's not. Yeah. When when I used to do it as a kid, there was good weed and bad weed. Yeah. And you just knew, oh, this stuff's no good. It's got a lot of seeds in it or whatever. Yeah. And it, weed. yeah, and that's 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 the majority of what we got. Yeah. I think that's because the people kept the good stuff for themselves. I think so. <laughs> um, but there's uh, indica and sativa are the two main branches. Now each one does something different. So the, just marijuana in general is a blanket term for literally thousands of different yes. kinds of combinations that yes. could happen. Um, and the, the, the indicas are more, you know, something more for the evening time. Um, right before bed, there's some people that can also use them during the day, but it, you get more sleepiness with the indicas, whereas the sativas are more uplifting, um, help with sugars, help with energy. Um, and then, of course, the hybrids, which is 
it's a mixture, but it'll usually be either sativa dominant or hybrid dominant, or excuse me, you know, indica dominant. Mm -hmm. um, but it, yeah, there's, and granted, the names of the strains, uh, that's not helping. You know, get purple the stuff Kush, out. yeah, uh, Maui Wowie, yeah. Um, they, they, yeah, they all have these names that sound like, um, like when Batman in the '60s would hit somebody yeah. and would say like "Kazapow," right? Yeah. Like that's the names yeah. of marijuana strains, and so it's, it doesn't sound very medical. No, and that's, and that's probably not going to help out with the stereotype of it. But, um, but I think people need to take a second look. Right. So, if anything, if, if maybe. I don't feel like it. Uh, this is not something that I could ever talk about from the pulpit because, a, that's not my job. My yeah. job is to preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. But when people come and ask me, you know, because there there will people I can guarantee you that will come into my office and ask, hey, my sister gave me some of this for mm -hmm. my arthritis. Yeah, it helped. Am I? Does God hate me now for taking this? See, that's what we've been and, taught. And and I think. I think we can at least maybe remove some shame yeah. from the people who are already taking it. Yeah. That, that look, you don't need to be embarrassed. You don't need to yeah. hide yourself. You're not less of a Christian because this medicine helps you. Mm -hmm. Nobody, I don't think anybody comes to the church unless they're abusing it and goes, oh man, I, I, I took a Xanax for my anxiety yesterday. Does God hate me? Yeah. Right? Because a doctor prescribed yeah. it. And we just, we just have this. It's the way we, we were taught. You know, if it comes from the doctor, it's he knows I'm on all these other medicines. He knows this is going to be safe for me, so I'll trust him. Um, but that's we're starting to see a shift where, where people are, are losing that. That's why, I mean, this has really been patient-driven. Um, you know, they already don't trust the drug industries or pharmaceutical companies, but it's getting to be where they don't trust the doctors. Yeah. And I don't and, blame them. Yeah, and so you would be one that say, yeah. I, yeah. I just repeated, you know, you were taught. Yeah. Um, by people who were you ever in, I know I don't want to go too much into this cause I don't know how much you can talk about that stuff, but did you ever feel like in any way you were oversold or maybe pressured that, Hey, you need to make sure you're pushing certain things? Oh yeah, absolutely. Every wow. day. Um, but it, it's, you, you get stuck in that. So I, I'm not blaming the doctors. I mean, I understand where they're coming from. You get just landlocked in and that's all you do right Fill out those now scripts. marijuana can be abused though oh yeah it, it can be abused and so we should scripture says do not be mastered by anything um that all things are permissible but not all things are profitable as yeah. paul says so there there are people out there who should avoid this yes because either they have a highly addictive personality that can't that all, all they want to do is try to get high and that might have a negative, you know, long-term side effects. But so I'm, I don't want it to sound like we've been very positive and encouraging of this movement. But what I don't want people to hear is it's a miracle cure and it can't do any wrong. Mm -hmm. I think the wrong isn't in necessarily the plant. I think the wrong is in the people where we don't know how to balance. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. And so if somebody's lacking self-control then it has maybe uh, something to say about their relationship with God. Well, and that's why there is, you know, that 7% who are addicted. Yeah. But 7 seems it's it seems high low. and low at the same time because I don't know it, what to compare it to. It's very low. Very yeah. low. Yeah. Um, How much longer do you think until it's no longer illegal on the federal level? I don't know. I 
that's a good question. Um, Oklahoma is following what the other states did. I mean, it's just literally textbook. You can read and see what's going on. It's, mm -hmm. it's just going right along. Even though Oklahoma's going quicker, and the amount of patients that have their cards is well above what they projected it to be. Yeah. So. And this is one of the few medicines that you can grow inside your house. That's right. You can have um, six seedlings and six adult plants in your house. Blew yeah. my mind. How, how much, I don't know, I don't know how much that's, they're going to get I don't know, that. pounds, I don't yeah. know, that's just crazy. And so once they buy the seeds and soil, mm -hmm. they don't have to pay for any more medicine. That's right. And can you imagine a, a pharmacy company? I mean, you can, yeah. would you think this will have a negative impact on oh, big pharma? Oh, yeah. They're, they're obviously going to respond somehow. Yeah. They're either going to come out with their own or... Well, they've tried. I mean, they, they've tried, and that's just it. They've tried to isolate one compound from the plant. Mm -hmm. And just that one by itself just doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's everything from the plant. Right. And that's, that's what's been exciting to me is they've not been able to master it yet. So you think Big Pharma is just too far behind and... Since people can grow it in their own house, they're not really going to have a say in the long run. Man, I don't know. Um, they stand to lose a lot of money. Yeah. If if especially if they keep getting sued by states, it yeah. depends on how Oklahoma goes. Yeah. And I've watched a fair yes. amount of the trial, and Oklahoma seems to be doing a really good job. I'm proud of them. They they are really they are not giving up and they are going hard. Yeah. And if Oklahoma wins, every state's going to be like, hey, we can make a bunch of money just suing Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> Before you know it, Johnson and Johnson's out of business. I know. Where are we going to get our baby powder from? I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good <laughs> yeah. powder. And not just marijuana, but I, I think the hemp industry in general has a lot of positive benefits. You don't need to tear down trees for mm -hmm. paper. You can get it from hemp, which grows fast, grows anywhere, strong. and strong. Um, clothing can be made of hemp. Yeah. Robes can be made of hemp. You can make just about anything out of hemp and not have to cut down trees to do so. So I think... Hopefully, one of the benefits that come along with this is that we take better care of the earth that we've been entrusted yeah. with by not chopping down every tree that takes yeah. hundreds of years to grow, and we can just cut up some hemp and grow it back in three weeks. Sound good? Sounds great. <laughs> well, Dr. Smith, thank you for your time. Is there is there any last word you would like to give to somebody who is listen to this and they've gotten mad the whole time we've been talking and they go back to maybe either a bad experience they had or reefer madness mentality. What would you say to somebody who is just totally opposed to this? Um, give it a second look. Um, look and see. Find someone who has their card, who is on a lot of medicines and was able to get off those medicines. Um, I, it they're out there. I mean, there's a lot out there. Uh, seeing it and, and seeing the joy in that person's face because they have quality of life again. Yeah. Um, when I was a youth pastor, there was always a couple of pothead students that would come up and they would quote the verse in Genesis that yeah. says, God gave every <laughs> seed playing plant for our use. And they're like, see, God, you know, and I, I understand that. I, I think... The church, I never want the church to move with culture mm -hmm. just because culture moved. 
I don't want us to take a second look at it because, oh, look, everybody else is doing it, so should we consider it? But I do think we should just say, is it biblical or not? Is it biblical or not? And the answer is yes and no. If you're going to be a person who abuses it, the Bible says don't use it. If you're somebody who could benefit from this in the same way that uh, Paul tells Timothy to drink a little bit of wine for your stomach. Well, now, in the Southern Baptist Church, we he meant grape juice because oh. we tend to think abstinence only is uh-huh. the only way to deal with anything that could possibly be dangerous. Uh-huh. I've been a part of churches where if you were to be on staff, if you wanted to keep your job, abstinence from alcohol was the only rule. And I, my, I just always thought, well, then Jesus couldn't be on staff at this church, nor the disciples uh-huh. who drank wine, true. nor Moses. And so if you have laws that would keep Jesus from being on staff at your church, you might need to re-examine the rules of your church. And I think this falls into the same but different category than alcohol, where it is permissible, it could be profitable, but it could be dangerous. Now, the way I think it's different than alcohol is alcohol can much more quickly and easily become abusive. Yeah. Somebody could drink six beers, and all of a sudden they become violent when they wouldn't normally be violent. They, they could act in a way that they wouldn't normally act. Somebody who smokes too much marijuana will sit on the couch and maybe just not pay attention as well. But they're not going to become violent. They're not going to become enraged. Uh, they're not going to want to fight. Uh, if you've gone to college, you know many of guys who one shot of whiskey and they're MMA fighters mm-hmm. and they want to prove how alpha male they are. I've never met a pothead who wanted to fight. <laughs> if anything, he wanted to play hacky sack and go to the beach. That's true. And so I think there is, if we're going to say, look, we know, Hey, Deacon Bob over here goes and has a glass of wine and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. We should be able to say the same thing. Deacon Bob goes and takes an edible or, uh, a tincture, which mm-hmm. is a little dropper. Um, tincture is usually mixed with um, cannabis oil of some mm-hmm. kind and just put under the tongue. Like if he does that to deal with depression or pain, we shouldn't blink twice at it. That's my opinion. That's not the opinion of the Southern Baptist Convention. It's not the opinion of the church that I pastor. <laughs> it is strictly, <laughs> I say this for legal purposes and so I can keep my jobs. That is the opinion of Caleb Moore. And it has no weight or bearing on how I do my daily job. But Dr. Smith, thank you so much for all this information. And I hope you guys found this interesting. Don't forget to click the like and subscribe button. Leave us a good review. Reviews help us uh, get more views and downloads. I want to say last month we had over 900 downloads from the podcast. So we seem to be growing in popularity. And hopefully we can continue to bring you more information like this. If you want to know more about me, You can find that information at calebmore.tv. And uh, my blogs are on wordslinger.com backslash forward slash whatever it is, Caleb Moore. All right. Have a great day.